When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake Spooks come out for swing and wake Happy haunts materialize And begin to vocalize Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize <laughs> Welcome to episode 168 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host today, and the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. Instead of right, sitting right across from me, shit, I can't even talk, man. We're in the midweek right now. Uh, sitting right across from me, ladies and gentlemen, sitting right across from me. Folks, you're going to want to Google, uh, you want to go to InfoWars, and you're going to look down on, the, on your Tinder profile. Uh, sitting right across from me. That really hurts my voice. Is uh, Mr. Art T. Art, say hello to the millions. Art in the place to be. And millions. What's up, guys? Uh, man, that intro was in- intense, Jacob. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know what would really wake you up? What would wake Some me up? Some caveman coffee. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. I was actually just on their website the other day, and uh, I saw that they have hats on there for like $11. Dude, that's fucking I know. Cheap. I was thinking about getting us some hats so we can rock that oh, shit. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be badass. It's kind of like the cat, the hat you have right now, right now with like that. What is that stuff called? The Mesh? Mesh. Yeah. Okay, it yeah. has like a mesh. Chainmail? Yeah. Chainmail. Yeah. <laughs> it looks kind of dope. Um, but check out their entire inventory. If you type in America at checkout, you receive 15% off and... They send us some kickback to help us grow the podcast, so we greatly appreciate them. They've been down with Art and Jacob since day one. That's right. So check out Caveman Coffee. And also, I don't have the hibiscus tea, but that shit is delicious, guys. And last week on, on the video, on the live video, I got a billion like requests like, what is Art drinking? I'm like, literally, if you listen to the episode from front to back, we tell you we tell you what he's drinking. But anyways, I posted it in the official Facebook group at the hibiscus tea. So hopefully, you know, we'll get some sales after that. But with that said, make sure you're also checking out our other sponsor, uh, one of the greatest sponsors of all time, Mr. Or Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I really do need some coffee right now. Um, El Yucateco hot sauce. Guys, please make sure you go wherever they sell food. Make sure you check out the hot sauce aisle or just check out the ethnic food aisle. I mean, some people say that, you know, they, uh, what is it in LA? They have like Ralph's or something like that. They're like, I can't find it. It's not next to Tabasco. I'm like, literally, like, go like where they sell like the kimchi or whatever. Huh. And it's like right there in like the little Spanish section, you know, next to the, 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 the abuelitas like champurrado or whatever right next to the uh, virgin mary candles correct yes or the right. um the angel of death candles I, ha- I used to have one of those like the oh. angel of death candle nice but then i got spooked out so i threw it away but anyways with that said just go there buy one of their seven or eight flavors i have three flavors sitting right here last week uh, we officially dedicated you know the the black label reserve to the black dahlia or a black dahlia episode and um, so, you know, I want to switch it up every week, you know, and tell you what I'm putting out. You can tackle on. So I'm just going to stick with the basics here. You know, I got their three original fla- flavors right here, uh, which is the green and red habanero, as well as their triple X habanero. So um, the red, um, I would say, is probably one of the most mild out of the three. And I've been putting that on a lot of my like chicken lately. So, I mean, if you if you want to pair this hot sauce with uh, some food at home, I highly recommend using that on chicken. The green tastes delicious on some sunny side up eggs. And then triple X just tastes good on everything, baby. Triple X is its own food. I will just put that <laughs> on a plate and start drinking it like a soup. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. And there's a link on our website. If you can't find it in your local Albertsons or wherever you go, I don't even know every store. 
H-E-B if you're in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't find them, which you should be able to find them, but if you can't, go to our website, com, and then there's a link at the very bottom that says El Yucateco, So, And there's one for Caveman Coffee too. So, Hell yeah. But enough about that, Jazz. Guys, we have a guest. You heard some giggling going on when Jacob was talking? It wasn't just me. That was not. It could have been a ghost in Jacob's haunted house. No, that's my mom's house. That's your mom's house that's haunted, not yeah. this house. Yeah, no, this house is protected by... Uh, by that angel. Virgin Mary candle. <laughs> no, the angel of death candle. Oh, right. That's true. <laughs> um, we, have a, we, have a, we have a band with us, a group with us. Ladies and gentlemen, go slow. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yes, this is Lauren and David here. David. And we are go slow. Cool. You guys are from Chicago? I just want to get this clear. Because I just... Uh, we're actually from Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, oh. Minnesota. And then we just moved to Chicago a few weeks ago. But we've lived here previously. Nice. Nice. I got I got super jazzed because I'm like... For some reason, I, I come across a lot of artists from Chicago. And like, I just love the city of Chicago. So I, I try to get as many Chicago-based art. Even though we're California, for some reason, <laughs> I'm just... I get a lot of like Chicago artists that I've come across and it's those Facebook algorithms, dude. They're just attacking you. Facebook right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably honestly. And then like, so I saw your video just to, just to, I saw the video for black magic and I was like, this shit is fucking dope. Like if you guys, did you guys make that yourselves by the way? Or who, who made this? It's cutting out just a bit. Oh, yeah. You guys are kind of frozen. I'll fill some air really quickly. So just to describe the video, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the anime Kiki's Delivery Service, but it's kind of like chopped up and like you guys do like this like weird. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the genre of music called Witch House. Oh, we're back. Did it cut out for a second? Yeah. You guys, honestly, might be the ghosts. <laughs> that's the first time we've done like what, like ten, eleven, like uh, Zoom meetings. That's the first time that's ever happened. I, that yeah, we have never. Yeah, right. I don't think we've ever had any issues. Like, I'm being serious. We've never had any issues like that. It's that angel of death candle. It, I'm telling you, it's so you. weird because I literally do like three Zoom meetings for work every day. Yeah, and that's never happened. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to pretend it's cool. <laughs> We're all like, okay, yeah, it's cool. Wait, will you guys, sorry, um, will you yeah, repeat that for us real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, was it, are we still recording? Everything's cool? Yeah, you should okay. be good, man. All right, just, uh, just wanted to ask you guys really quickly about the, um, the Black Magic video because I loved it. Um, did you guys make that yourselves? Is, it, is that, it seemed like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the musical genre Witch House. But it reminded me a lot of that, which takes like all these like weird images and kind of like chops them up. And it brought me back to that. And I, I just fell in love with your sound, with the look, I guess, of the band. But is that something you guys made yourselves? Um, we actually do love that image. And we did make that ourselves um, with help of friends who are involved in film in Chicago. That's what I love about Chicago is everyone's just so creative here. There's such a mm-hmm. good community and entertainment as a whole. You know, aside from loving the music, there's so much film going on. Um, I actually went to college here in film school. So um, just reaching out to friends who are so involved in that, they've kind of joined on the Go Slow team of um, helping us further with our media. So they kind of helped us with that promo. But the idea was an original one of ours that we built from the Kiki Delivery Service, I guess you could say. It was it was pretty dope. I'll say that. Like, it caught my eye right away. And like, I don't know. I mean, I think... I guess that's what you want. You want art to like grab someone's attention right away. And mm-hmm. that video did that And the sound as well. I don't even know how, how would you describe your sound of your music? David, how would you yeah, describe that? <laughs> um, well, so in that one, I think we were, we've been listening to a little bit of the Nightcore stuff we've been seeing uh, on YouTube and we were getting influenced by that. And then when we were moving, we were watching Miyazaki a lot Um we wanted to implement some of that otherworldly uh, sound into the electronic influences we've been having because we have really enjoyed the bass scene for a while. Uh, we love that scene and we wanted to see how we could kind of mesh the 
like influences like Porter has with Porter Robinson with the like otherworldly sounds into kind of bass in the dreamy with the ethereal vocals um, all into one. I don't, I don't know, you know, kind of just following that. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's an exact characterization, but those influences I think are what, what's bringing us to that. That's, that's pretty interesting. Like Porter Robinson, I always imagine his music to, in, in my mind, it feels happy, I guess. And not that your music doesn't sound happy, right. but there's a definite like sense of, I don't know. It reminds, I don't know if you guys are familiar with with the band Portishead, but it, it reminds me a lot of like that vibe of like this can be played to like the soundtrack to like a cloudy evening or something like yeah. that. And I loved it. I was like, oh, this is just so moody. At the same time, it's like so vibrant, like very, very nice, very nice guys. Not to toot your horn while you guys are here with us, but <laughs> very, very well done. And he's Thank picky you. as shit when it comes to music too. I mean, there's a joke that goes around like every time I get like messages from like the social media from the people that listen, they're like what doesn't art hate? Like, that's like the question. So for you, for him to give you that kind of compliment says a lot. I like <laughs> a lot of music. Deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. I, I love a lot of music. I'm, I'm, I am a prick about like digging through music and finding something that I'm like, man, this is truly unique. Like, it's not like some disposable thing that I think sounds like 10 other bands and artists. And I'm like, eh, whatever. And really, really cool. I was really, really impressed by you guys. Um, but, I love that you said that about digging, about like digging for, for different, you know, like actually something really yeah. to stick to. That was, that's yeah. our main, that's our main thing is we just keep going, going, going until we find something that we actually like, you know, instead yeah. of always sounding like everyone else. Um, we tried that for a while. We even had a different name and just nothing felt really real to us. Um, we've had a lot of people reach out in our direct messages about um, like the process of making music quickly and uh and i told them you know they said they want to make an elenium remix or something you know like a specific artist i want to make this specifically and i let them know you know you can't really do that you have to go with what actually feels real to you and what actually inspires you like he can inspire you like david said say porter robinson inspired us but that's not what we come out with at the end of the day you know the music comes out completely different so you actually have to follow what you're good at and like what actually feels natural stop trying to just copy someone else's yeah, you know, or else be, it doesn't feel real. Yeah, you'll be yeah. spinning your wheels. I was in a band in um, I guess you could say in college or whatever, and like that was the most frustrating thing was like trying to put something together because basically we were just all all five of us were trying to copy like our favorite band at the time. So you had like one guy trying to be like Lamb of God, while the <laughs> other guy was trying to be like fucking tool or whatever. So it was just like it was weird that like none of us were being true. So the only time we actually came up with like anything, you know, worthwhile, you know, worth playing or even recording yeah. was was when like it was just like well hey man i like this riff like i was just messing around with like in the living room and then like well fuck it let's just let's make a song out of it you know and then we would actually come up with a song like you were saying like relatively quickly like it was like five minutes as opposed to like five weeks trying to like (laughs) recreate the wheel with slayer or something like that i think we we noticed that uh with people we really get influenced by like plume's a big influence for us obviously a lot of people but we noticed uh you're not going to be better at being Flume than Flume is at being himself. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you're going to be better at being yourself than being second place Flume. Like it, you're going to, you know, put yourself out there as who you are as a unique person. And I think that took us a while to yeah. get to saying, this is what we want to say instead of saying, this is what we love and saying we love this because it's us. And I think so many people are so scared of, they want to follow an artist, but because they're scared of making their own genre, their own sound. Yeah. But to say a song, like you said, Tool, you mentioned, you know their sound specifically. Like, you know, it's a Tool song coming on, you know, it's a Porter song, a Flume song. And it's as if it's their own genre. Like they have a genre, they have style music, but it's so interesting. Like once you can break that barrier and go and find your own, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely, you know, caught my eye as soon as I heard you guys. This is definitely your own thing. Um, I guess two questions. One, I couldn't find that much music. So I assume there's more music coming. There's a lot more coming. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot more planned. Cool. Cool. I don't want I don't want you guys to spoil that because I love being surprised. But I'm just glad you guys said that. Cause I was I dug through everywhere. I tried I was trying to find you guys on SoundCloud too. I was like, everybody has a SoundCloud. Kanye West has a SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you, I couldn't find anything that else. That's a tough spot, right? Yeah. Speaking of not <laughs> imitating Speaking people, of. yeah, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess to close that, yeah, we do have a lot of new music coming soon. Um, our first EP and a couple of collaborations too that we're really excited about. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'm really excited about that. Um, you guys have mentioned film a few times now during this interview um and you said you were in film film school um yes. just just really quickly this is gonna sound like a really cheesy question but what films have influenced you Ooh. yeah go ahead yeah. Um, or, what, would, or what films have influenced your music whatever whatever you want to answer i guess question. okay i could break that down actually so um i would say my favorite director of all time is david fincher same here david. what the heck oh really yeah okay. no <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I, yeah, I, I love all of his stuff because he actually gets involved in, you know, like the writing of his scripts, everything. Yeah. He takes over that. Um, and so I love just everything that's organic from his end, just because it's psychological. Mm -hmm. And I guess everything that we make, we psych ourselves that we get so into it psychologically, like of what we're mind making, control. you know? Yeah, like mind yeah. control or something. Um, so I would say more of like a psychological thriller, like something that really keeps you at the edge of your seat is more of the stuff that influences our art. And then on top of that, we are huge Hans Zimmer fans for yeah. scoring nice. music. There I mean, there's go. nothing better than that. So I know I was supposed to go to uh, the Microsoft Theater, I think. Is that the one that's right across from Staples? Yeah. yeah. With our friend Ben, um, he really he got really into Hans Zimmer. I was like, that's odd, you know, Ben. He's, you know, because he's deaf. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, but uh, if you know our friend Ben, he's he's very much into in, into what he likes. So it was like very like, oh, that, you really into scores now? And, and so like, you know, we were sitting there in the living room one day, and we're just like, you know, vibing out to like the Batman sound, like uh, Batman Returns soundtrack or whatever. Batman Begins. Well, I he did say. the Interstellar soundtrack, and that's really what got him into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so like, you start working your way back, and you're like, oh, I didn't know Hans Zimmer did this. I didn't know Hans Zimmer did this, and it's just like. It, it gets like this whole vibe of like wow like because i'm always saying like there's a there's artists and there's entertainers and you're like wow this dude's a fucking artist right here like i, I was yeah. disappointed i didn't get to go with him to go to see that concert very true um you you brought up david fincher and i love david fincher david fincher you're right he does all these like little quirks in his things like marla singer's phone number will appear in Fight yeah. Club, but then it'll appear in another movie. I think it also appears in Gone Girl as like the number you should call whenever like yeah. she's missing. And all these like very, very like ties this whole universe together, which I love. Zodiac is another one of those movies that I just I watched on Fourth of July. So good. <laughs> but um um one one guy and I'm I'm a huge speaking of soundtracks, speaking of David Fincher, Trent Reznor has been doing all his music for like his last couple of movies. I guess i hear a little bit of that in your music just the electronic elements i don't know oh, if you guys have ever been influenced yeah. by nine inch nails or maybe his more like soundtrack based music yeah actually we we love honestly a lot of genres <laughs> we go through everything but that is really interesting i guess that would actually add an influence yeah i mean watching all of his film you know constantly then that would obviously reciprocate back to us True, true. So you said you listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Like, what would be something that would like catch like people off guard that they wouldn't expect that you guys listen oh, to? He wants to? I don't know if I want to give him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I'd say, I think the thing that would catch people the most off guard is that uh, we do have a taste for opera. We do. We that I I'd say that's we try to listen to as much. Broken classical music, uh, romantic music that we can to get influences from kind of like a different, how would you say, like a different situation than right now? Just mm -hmm. like popular music as opposed to. Just, well, I, I don't know how you'd say that. Like, okay, but outside of that, David has a really weird obsession with the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> But the I Beach Boys are awesome, though. They are awesome. I yeah, they are awesome, but I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> I thought that's what he was like. Give me the mic for that. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, I think, is, to me, a, one of the best producers. He's a genius. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think best of the century. I think 
was him, he, Kanye West, but keep, go, oh, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. When, was he going to do um, Charles Manson's album? Oh, no, that was his brother. Oh, that was his brother. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the drummer, I want to say. Oh, shit. I can't remember his name. We did like a whole like five part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, with the long hair. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, uh, is it Denny or whatever? It's, um... No, it'll hit me. <laughs> it'll come it's up. the yeah. three or four three brothers right yeah there's uh, it wasn't mike obviously mike not brian <laughs> oh yeah, shit. yeah yeah um, yeah yeah but no because i think charles weird story i think charles manson was pretty close with the beach boys and i believe the beatles as well mm-hmm. um i think and, they had a close relation and one of the beach boys song i, I believe like in 69 was actually just like a reworked version of a Charles Manson song. Like, I, if you ever, if, well, if you have time tonight, you should look that up because it's a trip. Because you're like, oh, yeah, there's no way. Because when we did the Charles Manson um, episodes, plural, I was like shocked to hear like, you know, some so a lot of it's bullshit. Some of Charles Manson's music, but every once in a while, like, you know, speaking to Kanye West and Brian Wilson, like those crazy people, man, they'll have like these like strokes of geniuses. Where it's like I'm hearing like there's like women like laughing in the background. I'm like, wow, that like this is something I could see fucking Trent Reznor doing or like, you know, like a true artist doing. And it's just like, holy shit. And then like you hear the Beach Boys' version of it. You're like, I kind of like Manson's <laughs> version a little bit better. <laughs> you hate to say like, ah. I'm like, it, I, I know what you mean. I actually think Manson's version is like shows more emotion yeah that's <laughs> uh, kind of weird but. i mean it's like crazy guy on the corner of 7-eleven emotion but it's just like okay i can vibe with that <laughs> yeah. honestly to me that that brings it back to what we were talking about earlier about even when you try to remake someone else's art even mm-hmm. the beach boys you yep. know it's still a little difficult oh, to do that yeah, because I mean, the Beach Boys and the Beatles, like when you really look at it, like they were like neck and neck with like their albums. And like when you hear them talk in interviews, they're like, well, they 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 were inspiring us to do something better. <laughs> you know that song like back in the USSR, that's supposed to sound like a Beach Boys song. You know, you I should talk like that the rest of the. <laughs> so I just want time. to ask you, how did you feel about no. <laughs> that? That's a good, who's that supposed to be, Ringo? I, I don't know. I they think... all kind of sound. <laughs> you know what? We did a Paul is Dead episode and. Usually, I mean, for the most part, like we get like positive reviews or whatever. But for some reason, like I want to say this guy was from Liverpool. He like was like he gave like this like if he could give a negative star review, he would have. But he was like, and that Liverpool accent, like I'm not even going to attempt to do his accent. But he was like, it was just horrible. I had to turn it off and I had to burn my phone just because I was like, wow, did all that emotion really come from my fucking weird ass fucking Liverpool accent? I did the worst like south african accent the other day one of our like biggest listeners is from south africa and i was trying to do her voice last episode yeah and turns out <laughs> by the way she unsubscribed yeah. she unsubscribed no she said it was cool i saw her comment she oh, wrote okay. on there's like that's a pretty good south african accent <laughs> you sound just like nelson mandela yeah oh that's cool. better actually i didn't i actually we don't should, know yeah. what people from south africa sound like we should do more of imitations on here we did speaking of topics that we've done in the past we'd covered who's that guy with the Blade Runner guy, the guy that killed his wife or girlfriend. He was like an Olympic athlete, and then he like shot her in the dark. Oh, Pascalis or someone. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm sure she's writing us right now. Nicole Smith Bosch is writing right now. Like, it's this guy. But anyways, enough about that. Um, just want to talk about your band name because I that's the other thing that like really caught my eye. I I love cool band names, um, like Lincoln Park. (laughs) No. Nickelback, <laughs> like Nickelback, um, yeah, like no. you know where they get it from. We don't, yeah, know. yeah. Um, but I, I love your band name. It just gave me that vibe again, like that whole like very like rainy, but at the same time very sleek looking name that I think would look cool on a t-shirt. <laughs> so like, we will send one your way. Oh, cool. I was gonna say I couldn't find any merch. But... We'll send two, guys. Cool. Thank you. Strong We're both large. We both wear large shirts. <laughs> um, yeah. but um. One, how did you guys come up with that? And two, I would love to talk paranormal with you guys because love talking about the paranormal here. Uh, but how did you guys come up with that name? Um, <clears throat> so I would say the ghost thing. Uh, we do have, I guess, kind of a weird paranormal background, but we can get to later. So um, also, we had a different name. He actually used to go by the name Nasix, and I. <laughs> it's like you're. <laughs> bring that one out um and i actually went by an artist name under lomac my name is laura mclaughlin so 
people would always call me low um, and throw it together. And um, I guess we added on low to ghost because we've worked with a lot of artists over the years and we've been in a lot of recording studios almost kind of like a shadow anonymously you know like we've seen a lot of different artists and studios um in chicago here i originally saw a couple of rappers projects um like chance the rappers project and smino's project take off um i'd have to cancel my session because vic mensa's was more important so (laughs) a lot of stuff like that but i would see these people from the beginning um you know, grow in their early career and get involved and do vocals. David's done the same. Uh, he actually went to school for opera and he has a whole background with that. So just watching people, we always said, okay, we're kind of absorbing all this and learning all this and we're seeing how these people are growing. So it's kind of like a ghost in the room. And now we're taking off with what we've seen and we've learned and absorbed, I guess, if that's, if that kind of makes sense. It does. It's actually beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I saw <cry>. a chance. <laughs> Chance the Rapper was at, I don't know if you guys know who No Such Thing is, but um, Chance the Rapper, he has a song with No Such Thing, Chance the Rapper. And he was yeah. he was in LA and he was just watching um, uh, No Such Thing. Like he was doing his DJ set. <laughs> and I was like, hey, this is before he had like any like big stuff out. And I was like. Kit Kat commercial. Yeah, he, had, he didn't have any of that stuff. He wasn't doing Doritos commercials oh my with the Backstreet God, Boys. I forgot about the Kit Kat commercial. <laughs> Yeah, that was the, awesome. He's he was big. He was on top of the world. He's I guess he's still yeah, big. He still is that Doritos yeah. commercial is still playing? It was like a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember he was just there, and, and I was like, "You're a chance to rapper, huh?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, later, man." But we were all there for no such thing. But it's just cool to see. He's a really down to earth guy, just to like chill there amongst the people. Mm-hmm. I guess right. he was super huge then. But anyways, that's my chance to rapper story. No, it's I honestly my only story I guess about him really is um I always told David I thought it was so cool because of of all the artists that I've seen before um I ran into him like six or seven times and it would just be like across the street it was literally just built his whole brand like I saw him coming over to my college shaking you know hands of students um my friend in the dorms would tell me he's a street rapper that was just super cool street rapper guy and he was just handing out flyers you know like trying to build his career back then um and then just seeing him I guess with like families out but then he'd always show up at like the five dollar underground shows you know like the venues that are just like five bucks and go because he wants to see that talent and he wants to promote that talent you know like everyone in Chicago in general and I always thought that was so cool that he's such an organic artist that would do that and just show up so all of a sudden you're standing there at like literally almost a karaoke show and you're like is that chance the rapper right next to me <laughs> and he's like getting really into it and like do i ask for the picture <laughs> at least try to snap something but <laughs> but we never did that's the thing about ghost low is we've never uh-huh. asked anyone you know for any of that you could maybe one day but we've never you know <laughs> i guess time. tried that yeah yeah and everyone i was left alone it was just a cool thing <laughs> I didn't ask for a picture. <laughs> I should have. You should have. You're the one who should have. So. I should have. But we were. I Sir, think, could you sign my Kit Kat? Me and him were both kind of like just <laughs> so locked in on no such thing. We were both like in awe of like no such thing. Yeah. That it was like, like, Chance, can you hold the camera real quick while I get a photo? <laughs> <laughs> Chance, that's going to be you one day on stage. Uh, you're you're, you're going to you, be there with uh, uh, Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys doing the Doritos commercial. If you work hard, Nick, <laughs> or Nick, Nick, sorry. If you work hard, Chance. You might be half as good as no such thing. But anyway, um, speaking, going back to the name, you said you had some like paranormal run-ins. I know that Jacob's had like, Jacob's the more paranormal guy here. Jacob has had like this entire background of living with ghosts and that whole thing. I want to see a ghost. Yeah. Jacob will probably tell that story. Jacob gets a dollar every time he tells that story. (laughs) I wish. Yeah. I want to hear that. Can we like tap into it? Do you want to tell it? You got you got to subscribe to the Patreon. Well, no, I'm just we'll, kidding. Uh, we'll let Jacob tell the story because Jacob we'll is the flashlight. <laughs> yeah. We'll t- we'll dim the lights. Jacob will put a flashlight on his face. Submitted for your approval um, by the Midnight Society. But Jake, yeah, J- Jacob is definitely way more in tune with his paranormal side. I really want to see a ghost. I say that all the time. I want to see ghosts, but I never do. Yeah. Because you want to see it though. See, that's <laughs> it goes right now. You don't know. Yeah. It's sitting <laughs> on your lap. Oh yeah, you know that you it's know gonna be Disney. like that movie Shutter or whatever, where like they take a picture and there's like been like this like Japanese ghost on my shoulders all these years. <laughs> it's like Death Note. 
coronavirus. No, but um, um, I'll tell it like is because I know Art's heard this a million times. It's cool, man. You can we tell. uh we used to like go out of town a lot for um for concerts and whatnot, and this guy would always be like, "So does anybody got any like uh, ghost stories or any creepy stories or whatever?" And like we'd be driving back home from like San Bernardino or. What, like San Diego or Fresno or whatever, going back to Bakersfield and whatnot. And I always just kind of played quiet because it, it was like, it was some real shit. Like it, it really scared the shit. I laugh about our experience now just because it's just like, Hey, we survived it. Right. But like, you know, I was like, what, 18, like when we tell these stories and whatnot, but I was, I guess I was still healing on it. But um, yeah, I used to stay quiet and I would hear like, you know, our friend Ben's bullshit story about, yeah, our, our friend Greg had the worst story. He saw a ghost in a door. <laughs> that shit don't even make sense, Greg. Yeah. But, or like, uh, he saw the Walter Mercado, like in a tortilla yeah, or something I saw like the that. Virgin Mary in the door as well. But, um, <laughs> my, um, uh, my mom and I, with the hot sauce, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to plug that. The green. Yeah. El Yucateco. It gets the demons out. Um. Now, uh, my mom, she, she really wanted to buy a house. Um, she was trying to do the adult thing and we were renting at the time. And so she really wanted to keep me in the school district that I was in just because I guess she had all sorts of scars when she was growing up that, you know, my grandpa would move them from town to town. And at one point she, he moved the family from LA to Salt Lake city for whatever fuck reason. Right. And so my mom was just like, no, I got to keep them in the same school district. Um, so her, her options of housing was very limited. So the only house that was really for sale was like this house, like a couple blocks away, ugliest shit house. Like the door was barely on the handle. The grass was like seven feet tall up in the air. And Oh, by the way, it was across the street from a cemetery. So I, I mean, small detail. Yeah. Small detail, by the way. <laughs> and so, um, we actually had to clean the house up for like a month or two just to make it in, inhabitable. Uh, but it was in our school district. So, Hey, we do what we had to do. Uh, but like every night going over there and, you know, bombing every room with, you know, the roach bombs, they get rid of all the bugs and whatnot, uh, shampooed the carpets like six or seven times. And, you know, by the time we were able to move in, I mean, it still wasn't heaven on earth, but, you know, it was a livable place. So the first night that we were there, you know, everybody had gone, everybody packed up that was helping us move in. Um, the next day was a school night. And my mom was just like, hey, I'm going to go talk to the neighbors across the street. You go ahead and take a bath. And, you know, hey, I'll help help you get ready for bed you know in about 30 minutes so i take a bath the house is completely empty right there's nobody there so as soon as i walk out you know i put the towel on you know make sure you know no pedophile goes look at me right <laughs> clean out um, the bath bomb <laughs> yeah from bed bath and beyond and um as soon as i get out of the door all of a sudden i hear this name or just hear this voice say my name it just says jacob now, it wasn't scary. It wasn't like over the top, like fucking Hollywood or whatever. You did sound like um, Vincent Price. It wasn't or a whisper, right? No, it wasn't a whisper. It just straight up just said like, Jacob. Sega. No, Sega. <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. No, it just said Jacob. What was that? Jacob. <laughs> yeah, those are the old Sega commercials. Yeah, for the first, the first Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. Sorry, I thought he just made that up. I was like, was that? Okay, my bad. Sonic with the rings would pop and all the rings would go everywhere. And you know, It was around that time period. Yeah, it was around that time, actually. Um, but um, yeah, so I was like, what the hell? And so I thought it was my mom because it was a very indistinguishable voice. Could have been a man, could have been a woman. Hey, we're 2020, it could have been. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to genderize this ghost or whatever, right? So. Yeah. I look out the window and my mom's across the street. There's nobody else in my house. So I'm like thinking to myself, like, what the fuck? Who the hell is calling my name? So I'm trying to rationalize this in my little like seven-year-old mind. So I'm like, fuck yeah. this. You know, I'm just going to get ready for bed. Maybe I'll just. Wait, how old are you? I was about seven. Oh, That's scary. Young, yeah. That's when it happens, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I go to bed that night. You know, my mom comes in and is like, hey, good night. I'll see you in the morning. Right. And so she shuts the door. Wait, did you tell your mom that? Did that happen? You heard a voice? You know what? I don't remember. I don't think I told her until the next day oh, okay. because in my mind, I was thinking like, I was oh. going to say, that's like such a calm response. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like an hour later because she was outside talking to the neighbor forever, oh. like getting all the cheese man or whatever. Yeah. But, so anyways, I go, I try to go to sleep and all of a sudden I see the door open, maybe like an hour, 30 minutes later. And I'm like, oh, okay. My mom's coming in here to tell me something. 
And then all of a sudden, like this just black silhouette just walks through the door and just, you guys are familiar with the undertaker, right? From, you know, wrestling Oh my God. walks across the room, just like the undertaker. And the whole time, like, oh, mind you, all I see is a silhouette, but I can just feel it like looking into my soul. And I wasn't talking to it, it wasn't talking to me, but somehow kind of like that movie, like Mars Attacks, like I felt like it was telling me like, hey, just lay there, don't move, and I won't mess with you. I need to see what the hell it's you hell. are. It's hell in a cell. Yeah. <laughs> don't move. That's testing you. You're only seven years old. God, yeah. the trauma. Oh, so the trauma. I forgot, I forgot the... the my god is my witness he's broken in half yeah Yeah, there you go but um so it walks across the room and it sits right on top of this like uh, toy chest that i had that was in front of my bed and it just sits there indian style and the whole time it's staring at me i'm staring at it and for like the next like seven or eight hours like we're just like intently looking at each other now a lot of people like I've read like oh what could that be a lot of people say oh it might have been sleep paralysis because they see like those black silhouettes but I'm here to tell you like I wasn't sleep paralysis because I was like actively like grabbing my blanket and like shivering and shit and like like I would feel like my foot slip out from underneath the blanket and I'd pull it back in because for whatever reason that blanket was going to show me from Satan and yeah, so yeah what is that about we all think that sorry yeah <laughs> I have no idea it was the shield yeah and so slowly but surely like as the sun rose you know the figure started to dissipate now as soon as it dissipates i jet out of my room and i bang on my mom's door and i'm like mom 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 and she's like what why were you in my room last night and i'm like what the no i wasn't in the room there was something in the room with me and she's like there was something or someone was throwing nails and tacks at my waterbed and i thought it was you and i was like no i'm at your door right now she's like holy shit there was something here last night and so my mom gets on the phone with her cousin. And at this time, my mom's cousin was dating uh, the priest of an Episcopalian church. So real quick story on that. Episcopalians are basically Catholics. It's just the priest can like date and marry and like have sex, just not with little boys. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so <Sensitive. laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. No, no. Yeah, no. Keep going. But um, so anyways. She's calling her and she's like, I don't know what happened. Jacob's telling me this crazy story about, you know, hell in the cell and demons coming and looking at him and stuff. And she's like, I don't know what it is. She goes, you know what? I'll talk to, you know, Terry, the priest, and I'll have him come over and bless the house, you know, later on. So well, I was like, all right, cool. It's already, so, it's a movie now. Good, good yeah. mom move. Yeah, good mom move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's exorcism now. Yeah. Oh, wait for it. Um, so oh, no. about the time after she gets off the phone with her, we just all of a sudden hear knocking within the wall, like not like mm. at the door, not, you know, across the street or whatever, just straight up, just knocking within the wall between the dining room and the living room where we're at. Just. And then we're like, what the heck is that? And so we're thinking like, OK, it must be like a neighbor or something like that. We're new to the neighbor neighborhood. We're like that's, trying to that's how it starts, right? You're like, oh, it's just the neighbor that we've never met. Yeah. That's when you move. Yeah. I and my mom still lives here, by the way. And (laughs) she was not getting out of that school district. And so me and my mom look at her like, what the hell was this? And then all of a sudden, again, just three knocks again. And we're like, oh, uh uh-uh. So we both get in the car. My mom drops me off at school. I don't know where my mom went, but she said that as soon as um, you know, she got the priest to come over. Um, as soon as he walks in, like, like you said, something straight up out of a movie, he goes, uh, we're not here to do a blessing. We're here to do an exorcism. No and way. I, I swear to God. hundred percent. Swear to God. <laughs> that in my dead grandma's grave. Right. And so that night that priest came fully like garbed up and like all, you know, their robes and whatnot. And he had like three or four of his like priest buddies with him. And, you know, they had like, <laughs> I I told this story on another podcast and they were telling me what it was, but like they had like these swinging things that like I, to me it looked like, you know, um, dry ice, like how, Oh yeah. yeah. That's like a Catholic thing. Yeah. It was like very, like I had never seen it before until like I watched like the history channel or whatnot, but they're like walking around the house with that. Like they're throwing like holy water all over the place. And they asked us to, Hey, like we need everybody off the property. So I'm like, I'm in the back of my dad's truck. Cause my dad came 
um, to see like what the hell was going on. So I'm in the back of the bed of my dad's truck and I'm looking at all this. And so then they enter the house and immediately all the lights go off. And then you hear like my mom's cousin's fiance, I guess you could say at the time in the name of Jesus, Satan, get out of this house. And like, you just hear like all this, like that is going on. And then in the background, you hear like what sounds like Jurassic park sounds like and whatnot. And I'm like, Holy you're like, fuck. You're like seven years old. Hell yeah. That's awesome shit, man. This is more worse than Vietnam. <laughs> and so all the neighbors started to come out too. Cause they're like, what the hell? We thought we got rid of those neighbors. And my mom's like, <laughs> and my mom was like, what do you mean? She goes, Oh, you didn't know. Like they didn't tell you this when you bought the house. And my mom was like, what? And so I guess the people that lived there before us, um, they were heroin addicts, but they also were, um, devil worshipers and they said that they would hold like seances and you know you know rituals at the house and you know every so often like they would walk across the street to the cemetery and you know they'd be all decked out like in dark robes and shit and whatnot and they said that hey like you probably want to check in the backyard because we're pretty sure like they would do like you know rituals and whatnot back there and so kind of to fast forward a little bit you know, my dad is like totally freaked out about this. You know, he doesn't live with us. So he's like helping us like get the house in order or whatnot. And there's this like janky, like wooden, like shed, I guess you could call it in the backyard. Oh, and <laughs> the door is like swinging a little <laughs> loose. All of a sudden a shed appears. It's like screws are yeah. a little off. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. No, um, but you know, it was, it was completely locked and boarded up. So we're like, okay, dad, you got to come over and use your man strength to get this open. So he busts the door open. And today, I mean, I'm a big animal lover. And today is like one of the most heartbreaking thing I've, I've seen in my life. Mind you, I'm only seven, right? I'm not ready, I know it's yeah, I'm not ready for this. So put uh, your earmuffs on. Um, so on the door is like just nothing but just like just dried up blood rusted up cages with blood smeared all over it um little skeletons of little like rabbits and small animals which i can only assume were like cats or dogs and whatnot just just decomposing and just whatnot just like the, the, the nastiest thing you ever could see and then our next door neighbor he was like yeah i mean they would do sacrifices back there like that's yeah, what they were all about oh, and so we you know we're this whole time period, we're just trying to clean up the house because it's just a filthy mess. And we must have shampooed the carpet maybe like six or seven times. Whew, I would have just tore that out, man. Hey, <laughs> my mom was a single mom at this time. Yeah. She couldn't afford to get new carpet from Carpet Outlet Plus. Yeah. Every day was not a sale day for her. That's true. But um, when she did her final run through of the carpet, there was actually a pentagram burned with uh, the candle wax that they would, you know, do whatever rituals they were doing inside with. And so it seems like after that happened, shit started to hit the fan again, where we would come home and there would be footprints on the ceiling. Like somebody was walking upside down on the ceiling, like, like, like in soot or something. And then walked on our roof, like the, or the ceiling on top of the like like that Lionel Richie uh, video, whatever. Right, we reference that. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so <laughs> that would happen. So. Maybe shit. He lived like about an hour away. Um, and then, <laughs> and then weird things is we had like this half Rottweiler, half Black Labrador Retriever, who's like this is like vicious ass dog, and we couldn't walk it, we couldn't do anything with it. He was just basically in the backyard for protection. So one day, my mom she went to make a deposit at a, at the bank. And then all of a sudden, when we get home, we hear like this whimpering in the back backyard and like, oh, shit, did Duke get a hold of like a cat or, a, you know, a puppy or something like that? And we're like, oh, shit, we already seen enough stuff as it is, you know, these last month or so. And we get back there and this basically 200 pound dog is tied up to the tree in the backyard, like lifted up off of the ground and almost like in a sacrificial manner, just tied up with multiple chains and leashes and ropes and whatnot. And mind you, we didn't own any of that stuff and we were only gone for about five minutes. So it's about this time again, my mom calls her cousin again and is like, hey, you need to get the priest back over here again because there's some fucking crazy shit like happening. And she tells her about all that stuff. She goes, okay. And so they do a second exorcism on the house and I shit you not, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But before my mom just is like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I, like she like gang banged on Satan here. Like she just was like, you know what? Right. I'm gonna keep. <laughs> That's how you do it. 
Yeah. yeah. That's she, the only way to do it. She got jumped into the bloods. <laughs> what other option? <laughs> it's you versus Satan. That's yeah. all you got. That's your one yeah. card you got. Hey, Tookie. <laughs> I got enjoyed the Crips here. No, no reverse but, Uno. No. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, she just kind of came up with her own formula because, I mean, it would just not go away. Like, whatever was there was just not going to leave. And you know, weird things would happen where it's just like all of a sudden we'd have like random, my mom would have random scratches like on her legs and just start bleeding for no reason. Um, and so she would just like, like I said, she just started gang banging on Satan. We're like, she would leave <laughs> the Christian channel on the TV, like 24 TBS or whatever it's called. TBN. TBN. Sorry. What's TBS? Uh, it's the superstation. Oh. This is like crazy. This is like a whole movie. I thought you were gonna be like, oh, one time there was yeah. just a shadow. Some Cheerios <laughs> no. weren't where they were supposed to be. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, some cookie crumbs on the floor. And... <laughs> uh, no, but she kept the Christian cable channel on like twenty four seven. She would have the Christian radio playing twenty four seven. So it would be like three. <laughs> It'd be yeah. That's what it sounded like basically. Uh, but for, it'd be like three o'clock in the morning and you would just have like these, like the, the TV blaring, like, you know, like, uh, those healing pastors or whatever. And if you just send $6 in the mail, oh, yeah. we will save you to a spot up in heaven. But like that would just be playing 24 seven as well as the Christian radio 24 seven and just slowly, but surely like those weird paranormal activity instances would just slowly dissipate to so the, to where now, like it's like your you mom. See it. Your mom sent seven dollars in the name of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. Wow. They're, pass, they're passing around the uh, what, what's the donation bucket yeah. in the, oh, the collection? Then, you yeah. just gotta keep passing it around in the room, you know. Just keep passing it. We gotta pay this light bill, the building fund. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Well, that is crazy. <laughs> Yeah. How am say, I supposed to compete with that? I know. I was going to say, like, <laughs> all right, guys, yeah, go ahead and top that now. That's like a whole movie. That's a whole feature well, we had, film. We had, our creep, we had our creepy house in Minnesota. Yeah, we did. We did record at a creepy house. We, Ooh. I guess, I don't know. We have a whole... But you had, you had ghosts visit you at that house. Yeah. I have, like, a weird background, I guess, of ghost stories. Are you going to talk about Do tell. I guess. Yeah, I'll tell a slight one. Uh, I don't know. There's, like... We have weird stories. Just back from the beginning, they don't—they're not as intense as yours. But um, I don't know. They no, always no say one's as intense as that. That's a, you know. That was like I'm. Blockbuster. Yeah, that's like seriously blockbuster stuff right there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I there's just weird stuff growing up. You know, like as a kid, you said you were seven years old, right? When you saw right. like this stuff happen, that stuff I feel like always happens when you're a kid. Yeah. It's just I don't know. You're just more like they're supposed to be prone to it. So just a ton of stories of literally every night growing up as a kid one was um we always had uh holiday parties um it, just whatever with your family and real quick um my uncle who had passed away uh when i was a couple months old um had a coin collection that he was obsessed with and so i became obsessed with pennies just as he was and I would always disappear at like family events and stuff like that to run upstairs and hang out with Uncle Bob. That was his name. Um, and so that like had no explanation behind that. So then it wasn't until I was maybe about five that my mom sat me down to show me a picture of him. And I was like, yeah, I see him at every family event. Like I see him all the time. Like that's Uncle Bob. Like just, you know, just unexplainable things like that. Um, and there was a time actually as a kid where somehow, I don't know what I was doing, but I was choking on a penny oh like, god and um i was taken to the hospital and there was no explanation for it of what had happened and my mom was just crying right outside the room you know and the doctors are trying to get it out i mean i don't even know how i was alive and um my mom said that she all of a sudden heard a noise and it's like in the middle dead end like 3 a.m of the night and coming down the whole hallway there was a penny that was rolling all oh, the way down shit. and she looked up after um you know it's right in front of her and the second that i kid you not the penny dropped she heard in the room the doctor say that i was okay and i was done choking wow <laughs> wow it's, speaking of david fincher movies <laughs> <laughs> right so there's a ton of family stories like that that i have like for wow. another time and so anyways to skip forward now so when david and i started working together um Oh, yeah. yeah, so we started just real quick. We 
had a really, really old house. I mean, what? It was, I think it was built in the 20s. Yeah, it was built in the 20s and hasn't been touched up really at all. So it's, I'd say falling apart. And it is out off the lake in the woods, the last house oh. on the right. <laughs> and <laughs> not on the left? Not on the left. This time it's on the right. So oh, okay. uh, we had gotten that a little fixed up. Um, there was just weird things that went on when we started getting into go slow. Um, honestly, when we started getting into go slow. So there was a time where uh, I was recording our song, Hide and Seek. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. That's our, our biggest song out right now. And um, I'm sitting in there recording it. And I think David's in there with me. And he's like, I'm going to step out for a bit. And I was like, all right, cool. So the door that we have, it's just a huge, huge door, like big, big noise. You know what I mean? Like big slam. Like you guys, it's old. You got to slam that thing shut. And um, so I hear him go outside and I'm just continuing to record our song and write the lyrics for the first time. And all of a sudden you hear like the, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's something with science, you know, cause you go to science first. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like maybe it's something with the heat or, you know, whatever of science that it wasn't as heavy. So you know what? You just feel like someone's in the room, whatever. So I'm like, David, you got to check this out. Like, check out this song I wrote. And like that kind of like hairs go on the back of your neck. And mind you, I'm surrounded by kind of blankets in this booth. So I can't really see like outside, right outside the room, you know, of what we're in. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought he was just like looking out the window, whatever's checking it out. And then I hear something go out, but I thought something's right behind me. I hear something go out and the door just creak again. And then I was like, okay, whatever. You don't want to hear it. That's cool. <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom, the door slams open. David's like, it is such a nice day out there. What's going on? And I'm like, you didn't, was that not just you? Like, I literally just had a whole conversation with you a minute ago. And he's like, what are you talking about? And there's been times where then we go outside the door and to the basement right outside the door, we found footprints. Oh, in your like basement? Going, yeah, like going like just to the door to the basement, which is like right outside where we record. So we've just found weird things like that. Yeah, there's been like we were shooting a promo for our song Buried Alive with the television in the basement. And I kid you not, setting up for like 45 minutes, one of us would be down there by ourselves, turn the TV on, and it would just shut off over and over again or on, you know, like the back and forth, just weird stuff like that would happen constantly throughout our recordings. And it was very frustrating. So we had to tell it to stop over and over again. <laughs> but just little things like that. I mean, there's other stories, but it was just kind of that weird, like unexplainable questioning of what. And then multiple people would come over and say that they had the same issues when they'd be hanging out with us to record. So we were went from the cool kids to like the weird kids. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they 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 like Lauren didn't like sleeping there. It was not uh, comfortable. There was, Fuck. it wasn't, it, it was a bit uneasy. There was no shed in the backyard like yours, which honestly, I want to say, how did the realtor never say that? Like, how did? I think they were just trying, it was the early 90s. We were in a depression. I think she was just trying to make a sale. Yeah. yeah. Man. Just like the movies. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, crazy. Honestly, she did good. So whatever. Yeah. I think um, my mom really like was pushing the fact like I'm going to buy this house no matter what because it's in the school district. So I think there was, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of things skipped over on that. I'm so right. jealous of all your ghost stories. I have like the, the closest I have to, to get to a ghost story was me and Jacob. We used to both work at Target. Kind of how we Classic. met. We, huh? Classic. Oh, yeah. So we we met in the past, but we re really didn't know each other. But that's how we got to know each other. But anyways, when we were at the Target, we wouldn't get off till like sometimes when it was holiday season, we wouldn't get out till like two in the morning. So this is one of those nights. And around this time period, um, my dad, he was working basically overnight. So I got home and it was just me and my mom. And um, in our living room, we had one of those like lights where like you have to dial the light, like you can like a dimmer, I guess. So you can put it all the way bright and make it all the way dark. So um I get in my room and I'm like, all right, cool. My mom's asleep. Going to go to my room. And then um, I notice that the living room light like dims all the way bright and then dims all the way dark. And I'm like, oh, I must have woken up my mom. So I get up just to like say goodnight to her. And I'm like, there's nobody here. And I see like my mom's in her room. She's asleep. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? And that's like the most ghostly thing that's ever happened to me, it, which could have just been like an electrical issue. But, <laughs> but know, it could also be a demon. 
you still count like that still counts yeah okay, cool i'm yeah, in the demon you know, crowd yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're still accepted you're still accepted we'll, we'll slide you a, a a prayer candle yeah <laughs> almost as important as the unicorn shirt or horse shirt <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah that looks good oh, yeah i, oh, told I thought him, you meant his yeah. no i told him that when he, when i walked in i was like that's really cool man very interesting dynamic going on with both of you both of your shirts oh yeah i have we, this like you know, skull oh, you have actually, the skull thing you're like oh i don't know anything about demons or ghosts or whatever i'm very pro demon but <laughs> yeah he's gonna bloodlet himself before yeah. the episode yeah. but we just didn't have the time yeah. but Wow, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm glad, I don't even know. I don't even we know where to go. Deep. Yeah. I don't, I'm glad you guys had kept the light on for the, yeah, the interview. Man, that would have been yeah, really creepy. Right? Yeah. Have you guys seen anything weird in Chicago? There's one story in Chicago. We never had anyone from Chicago that's there at the moment we're talking to them. But there has been sightings of the Mothman in Chicago. The <laughs> have Mothman. The Mothman? Oh, man. You guys don't know Are what the Mothman is? Yeah. You guys gotta Google Mothman Chicago. <laughs> Wait, let's look that up right now. You guys it's, can add. Yo, some. go go for it. I'll exp- so it's like coronavirus. <laughs> add some photos later. You know, like Mothman. <laughs> so like the mayor of Chicago is like, yo, you gotta look out. Number one on the list, look out for coronavirus. Protect yourself. Number two, protect yourself against the Mothman. He's like number two on the list. Whoa! You, you right got the you gun got, violence. Yeah, and then gun violence third. <laughs> Sandwiched in between. Terror in the skies. Heebie-jeebies. That's what's uh, the top thing. Heebie-jeebies yeah heebie-jeebies like it's saying like that's on the article the article is saying oh. like <laughs> giving people the heebie-jeebies in recent years giant oh. flying winged humanoid and he did the 22 skidoo off the sears tower i'm surprised you guys hadn't heard about that no he looks <laughs> incredible he'd be good yeah. at the red bull challenge if you guys ever look <laughs> you guys should look up uh mothman statue because in point pleasant um pennsylvania there's actually a statue west virginia west virginia sorry um have you guys ever you guys never heard of the mothman prophecies movie with no richard gear richard Gere. i'm gonna be honest i thought you meant like a homeless person like known as like mothman that like <laughs> walks around and then they just took a whole different turn no no, no. Th- there's a movie about it but apparently he moved from west virginia yeah from west virginia to chicago so i guess he's like his new stomping grounds for chicago which is like super is creepy. Is a real person? Oh no, I hope not. <laughs> Dear God, I hope that's not a real. He's a real person in, in the fact that like it's up in there. Like if you believe in Bigfoot, it's kind of like in the same arena. Okay, I believe in Bigfoot. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I was like, does he mean like Method Man? <laughs> <laughs> he's the new member of Wu Tang. He, rec- he replaced <laughs> ODB. Oh man, are you guys are you guys Bigfoot believers? While we're on the topic, we are yes. We love fantasy stuff. Yeah. That's like totally our vibe of things. Oh, so man, we love that. Same here. Yeah. What did we just argue about? Like something like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why one's better than the other? Okay, okay, yeah. Last night we're arguing if Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter is better. We were sitting on the couch. It's like 3 a.m. We're both a little burnt out from like trying. We're just some new stuff we're finishing up. And, and we're like, I, I'm saying how... I like the fantasy of Lord of the Rings more and she's saying about the nostalgia of Harry Potter and it it's like a 30 minute talk and it got nowhere got absolutely nowhere <laughs> I got to say Don't break up ghost slow here okay like <laughs> <laughs> I got to say my girlfriend has been trying to get me into Harry Potter like the last 7 years that we've been yeah. together we even went to Universal Studios like the first mm-hmm. week that Harry Potter land came out and even with all yeah, of that Yeah it's actually delicious by the way uh, even with all of that, though, I gotta say I'm I'm still Team Tolkien over here, man. Like I I just think it's just a better story. It just I I love it. It's just I I can get lost. I can watch those movies like all like all three four hour versions of those movies like the thick we ass like DVD them. set. So yeah, or I do I still love that. But yeah, the Lord of the Rings movies like the three original Lord of the Rings movies are pretty good. When we start talking about Hobbit. But I guess you could say that about Harry Potter as well with like, what's the new Harry Potter stuff called? <laughs> it's oh, like, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts Beast or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I guess you can say the same okay, thing. Okay, what, what I read about the new uh, Lord of the Rings movies is apparently they were like extremely rushed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they were given like not even a tenth of the time or something to finish them. And to me, that makes sense because I, I remember hearing that peter jack it's peter jackson yeah didn't yeah. did the first three right well 100 percent. 
I think they got a, a really large amount of time on the first three. Yeah. Like I think that like filming those, writing them, I think they got an extremely like large chunk of time to finish those. And I think, I think that's what happened with the, that, the new three. Then I think too, they try to stretch it out to borrow a line from Lord of the Rings. It was like too, it was too little, but just spread over too much to, or too much time if i just butchered that line or whatever but <laughs> yeah. what bilbo says like he goes i feel like butter spread over too much toast or whatever right i think that's the same thing with like the oh, the hobbit yeah. movies yeah. they like what i because i grew up with the cartoons like those original cartoons with the hobbit and then the lord of the rings the yeah. hobbit is like one movie and like that's all you really need because the actual book the hobbit is like literally like like a pamphlet it's not that big it's at like all. a coloring book yeah correct yeah or pop-up book if you will like it's it's Dude, and they released it in like 3D. Remember when it came out? They were like, "Oh, this is going to be the most high def th three dimensional movie ever made." Okay, are it we was... over 3D? Can we? Are we over that, or is are people? Oh, still... I'm way over 3D. I think yeah, if I'm Corona over... did anything, I hope it killed like 3D. So I wear I'm glasses. So I, <laughs> yeah, I was over same. the. I normally do. The only cool 3D was Spy Kids. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out to Rob Rodriguez or Jaws 3D. I never uh, saw Jaws 3D. I wasn't alive when Jaws 3D came out. Either. Oh man. Um. But yeah, man, Rob Rodriguez, man. Jeez, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm very anti 3D just because I wear glasses. Yeah. It never looks right for me. It just must be done with it. Yeah, I just feel too like if the movie's good, it's gonna be good. I don't need The Godfather in 3D. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. I don't need to see Robert De Niro stomp somebody out like in the Goodfellas Goodfellas 3D version or whatever. Like I I don't need to. I don't need that. Oh, yeah. you know what I saw? It was dope in 3D. Beowulf, that animated Beowulf. Oh, okay. Oh. That actually looked really cool in 3D, but that's the only one I can think of. Of like <laughs> of millions of movies that have come out in 3D, that's the one that I'm like, that was kind of cool. I think I was high when I saw that. So I that's know. probably why, right there, you added a whole different element to it. I was like 17 and high at a movie theater, just going like, this is gonna be cool. We've all been there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when Avatar, not not the good one, the bad one, but um, I remember when Avatar came out, that James Cameron Avatar, and the girl I was dating at the time was blown away by this movie and i was like it was weeks after it had come out and i was like i don't want to see this movie but then i finally um torrented it uh at home that didn't torrent it i purchased it yeah i purchased it <laughs> on, uh, your friend came over with it yeah <laughs> yeah someone came over with we the dvd block, we went to blockbuster we paid <laughs> we paid and left a tip yes no but i watched it i remember watching it on my laptop uh just like on the couch <laughs> with headphones on and i was not really interested in the movie and and then when i saw it uh, in the imax it was a totally different situation i and that's when i think i was like what is this 3d like they've made this movie now for that setting and that's pretty much it and i think that it was a weird tipping point i mean everyone remembers the time when i think avatar made that weird 3d tipping point when the budgets of like yeah when james cameron kind of made that impact I've never seen that movie, which is weird because I'm very I'm not a pro. fan. I'm not a fan in it, but to me, it's just like it can wasn't buy made for me. it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> With our a friend, hard wink. We'll our friend it. Cody will let you borrow it. How about that? <laughs> oh man, do you still use Cody? <laughs> not to get too far off topic, but man. <laughs> Damn, I actually loved Cody. Is did, so you guys had it? You guys still use it? What Limeware? No. Oh, dude, LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire is a shit, man. No, not since it killed my last computer, man. I don't fuck with that. Yeah, I don't trust yeah. it anymore. That was like some deep web stuff, man. Yeah, I just give Apple nine bucks a month and I get all my music that way now. Yeah. yeah. LimeWire, we all just felt like major hackers. We're like, yeah, I got all yeah, this yeah, music. Put a Guy Fox mask on. The coolest yeah. thing about LimeWire was when I would find songs that like really didn't exist, but like some dude made it in his bedroom. <laughs> and it'd be like, oh, check this out. It's like the acoustic version of like this song that doesn't exist. And I'm Ain't like, there oh, cool. I love. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be that song by like some, I'm like, oh, damn it, damn. No, it would say it would like say it's a Britney Spears song, and then it would it would just quite literally be some dude just recording some. It would just be some home recording. I would be oh. like trying to download like old Gorilla Zoe music. I don't know if you guys remember that rapper, but like Echo Gorilla Zoe is like beginning of Auto Tune, and then it would just turn into like every time the Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> I'm like, come on, damn it. And I'm like, who is this Bill? And you, had wait, like, you had to wait like an hour. 
for yeah. download yeah back when dial-up was yeah. dude i had but, to wait like a day once yeah. yeah it was like for really shitty music that i was into when i was like 12 or whatever and that was mm-hmm. out like it'd be like oh, i gotta download the acapella version of this corn song mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah it's not good corn, yeah. <laughs> well i can't wait till wednesday i can listen to three dollar bill y'all by limp biscuit oh man it's gonna be worth this is the acapella oh. version yeah yeah, yeah. oh man yeah, corn is from our hometown, by the way. So shout out to corn. Oh, I love that. Yeah, everyone should shout out to corn all the time. Oh yeah. man, we had their uh, record producer Ross Robinson on here, uh, like a actually year like ago. a year ago. Jesus, yeah, that was a long time ago. But he was on here. He's super cool, and like, um, he's really cool because he also does stuff for like the Cure and like, not that corn isn't good. Shout out to corn, but <laughs> I don't want to get hate mail. But um. We'll never get Jonathan Davis on with that yeah. attitude. Oh, come on. John Davis is a cool guy. He he gets he gets it. But um but anyways, he just he he brought up so many like things during like that were happening during the didn't he like go like not mountain biking but like doom bugging while listening to like Limp Biscuit or something? And I was like, God damn, that sounds so cool at the same time. <laughs> like it's like the lamest cool thing I ever heard. Like made me want to get on like a dirt bike and go listen to Limp Biscuit. That's what that music was made for. To like, like knock back a monster energy drink and fucking go dirt biking. Yeah. Abysmal, yeah. yeah. That's when you just, you don't want to clean your room that day. <laughs> want to we wake up. Thought, we Screw you, Bam Arger was really hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bam Arger. You're like, I yeah. want to be like him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. Bam. I remember one of my, do you remember what's at Target? You remember when we worked at Target. I remember this girl said, man, I love Bam Arger. He's so hot. He's so rebellious. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, all of his pranks are like things that like 14 year olds do, like spray paint their parents like toenails or something like, wasn't it all like dumb things? Like he left a chicken out in a living room and it's like, there you go, mom, suck on that. And it's like, <laughs> it's like really whack pranks. Yeah. Those are like the really like don't try it at home. Yeah. Guys, well, um, I just want to plug your music again. It's been, I don't know how long you guys have with us, but. You guys have been on with us for like an hour, and I just want to thank you guys again for coming on. It's been a blast. I highly recommend everyone listening to this to check out Go Slow. Check you guys out on YouTube and Apple Music, which is where I I found you guys on YouTube. But also your Instagram is really cool. You got some really cool visuals on there. Um, anything you guys want to plug? I don't know when your new album's going to come out, but if you guys want to plug that and hint it and drop that info now, that'd be dope. Well, if you do follow us, um, we will be posting shortly about our release for our EP, which is actually next month. Ooh, nice. nice. Yes. Should be. Will be. Um, so we have that coming up, and then again, um, we'll follow up with you guys. We do have a lot of exciting collaborations uh, with bigger artists that we're excited to share about. So, this is all I have to say for that. The next couple months should be, should be some exciting times. Pretty exciting. Cool. cool. I hope to not die from Corona and hope to see you guys <laughs> live sometime. That'd be amazing. Yes. No, and thank you guys so much for having us, honestly. No problem. Anytime, man. Whenever you want to hear my scary story again, just, just let me know. I'll, I'll jump on. So. Yeah, I'm going to follow up on that. Feel cool <laughs> free to send us those ghost low shirts. That'd be dope. Um, that's all. Yeah. So, with that said, everybody, have a good night. Good night and shout out to go so that's my shout out usually i give a shout out but you guys get the shout out today so. <laughs> thank you right, thank guys. you have a good night all right have you a good night too, thank bye. you guys again you